Welcome to Asian Glow Up, a podcast about connecting to our cultures, navigating our careers, and building community in our early 20s. On this episode, we'll be talking about dates, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're your hosts. I'm Jackie. I'm April. And I'm Jojo. Joey here, who just did the intro, is our special guest, who will also be sharing his dating experiences along with ours. What's up, everyone? Thanks for having me. All four of us have very different experiences when it comes to dating. For example, April and I have been in long-term relationships, but I am currently in a long-distance relationship. And I guess hers technically right now is too, due to coronavirus. Joey and Jackie are... Well, I'm in the gay dating scene. And I'm in the straight dating scene. Both in New York City, currently. On the hunt. (laughs) (laughs) So to get started, let's talk about our good dates. What does a good date mean to you? And also... What is your best date experience? I feel like a good date, not to get into any specifics, makes you feel comfortable. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Ideally, you want to be someone where you feel like you have some sort of chemistry from the get-go, where you feel like there's a connection that you can jump off of. But Mm -hmm. I feel like at the end of a really good first date, a feeling of being comfortable with that person and wanting to go on a second date, I feel like... being excited. ...is a huge... Yeah, it's a huge... It's a good sign to know that you know, the second date is only going to get better from here. So mm-hmm. what do you think makes the date? The person or what you're actually doing? So, because what if you're doing something super fun, but the person's like nice and you like him, but you're like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Me personally, I don't like going on dinner dates for the first date. Mm-hmm. Just because you're trapped. You're, 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 trapped. you're tied to that <laughs> table. Just you and the other person. Yeah. And there's no getting out of it. Mm-hmm. I think another part of a good date is when you lose all track of time, Mm -hmm. you're not checking your phone, you're very immersed and really just getting to know them. Even when I meet new people, I'm always worried that, oh no, I'm going to run out of things to talk about, but you know it's good when the conversation really just flows and your phone, all these distractions do not matter to you. You just kind of get lost in your own little world with this person. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a good date when you immediately want to tell your friends after. Have you ever told a friend during a date, you're like, this is going great. Oh, definitely. While they're they're going to the bathroom, I'll be like, oh my God, we're we're hitting it off so well. I will not hesitate. (laughs) What are some fun dates that you've been on? If you're interested in the New York City dating life, I've had some really good dates. I went to a late night talk show with Seth Meyers, ice skating. There's so many things to do in the city, which is really nice because instead of just the typical dinner or movie date, you can pick out stuff out of the ordinary, like going to a comedy show or going to a live podcast recording or random things like that, that even if the person that you're going on a date with, it doesn't work out, you still have an enjoyable time going on an adventure. For me, when I go on dates, I try to set very little or no expectations at all. I really just want to meet cool people that I vibe with not really expecting it to lead into a relationship. I remember one time I went on a date with this guy who was visiting New York. So right then and there, I knew that, you know, there wasn't any potential for long term. I just wanted to meet someone cool. And this guy seemed pretty cool. And we got Bonchon chicken. <laughs> yes. Love that. And I was just like, fuck it. If I'm never going to see him again, let's just have a great time. So I remember after Bonchon chicken, we walked around. We went to a club in Hell's Kitchen and we were out until... 3 a.m. and we ended our night in Times Square where we said goodbye. 
Mm-hmm. That's like a movie. And the thing is, I ended up seeing him when I went back to college in San Diego. So the lesson learned here is you never know who you're going to come across again and plan each date as if, you know, there can be potential because really this world is a lot smaller than we think it is. Mm-hmm. And paths can cross at the drop of a notice. And yeah, we just pick things off right where we left them in New York, wow. but across the country in San Diego. I feel like for me and JoJo, since we haven't really experienced New York dating life at all, mm-hmm. we both came into the city in relationships that our dating stories are more dated and more in the mindset and environment of college. Yeah. So it's, I think, a lot more immature in a way, you know? It's way like, more immature. Like, dating in college, it's like, where do you even meet? Like, oh, it's me at this dining hall. Or, like, you'll get dinner... Or and, study at the library. Yeah, like I've been on dates like to the beach. One really fun date with this guy that I met on Tinder. We're actually really good friends now, so hello if you're listening to this. But <laughs> I think this is our second date. We went to the beach, so he is a really great artist. He can paint, and I cannot. <laughs> we went to the beach around sunset time. We got Boboy Gelato in downtown La Jolla, which is my favorite gelato place of all time. If you live in San Diego or La Jolla, definitely check it out. We get gelato, we head to the beach, we're on the sand, and we just start painting the sunset. Mine looked like complete shit compared to his, but it was just like chill and good time. The waves were coming in as we were painting, and we almost got all our stuff washed away. And it was so (laughs) funny. I think our shoes got taken away, and just it was just like a really funny experience. And I think back to that moment fondly, and this was, I think, my third year of college. But I actually don't know if I really considered it a date at the time. I I don't know. It's kind of romantic, painting on a beach. Having your belongings <laughs> swept, swept away, away. As he swept you away. No, don't get me wrong. It was really fun and we had a good time. But I don't know what it was. I just don't think I really connected with him on that level. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question for you guys would be, what makes a date a date and not just a hangout? Because of course it's obvious when someone's like, when you're meeting someone on Tinder or whatever, like you can kind of assume that that's gonna be a date. But mm-hmm. let's say you're just meeting a friend that you haven't seen for a while, and it's like, oh, is there sexual tension or is there not? <laughs> Who knows? And you're on this hangout or date. Like, how, what kind of crosses that line for you? So I actually have the perfect answer to this. The mm-hmm. way that I met my boyfriend, we both were like, is this a date or not? But we didn't tell each other that. Mm-hmm. So when we first met, we were like Facebook chatting for a while. And he randomly was like, hey, do you want to get dinner on Tuesday or something? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was talking to my friends. I think depending on where he recommends we go to eat, that'll be if it's a date or not. And it ended up being like a really nice taco place in Austin. Mm -hmm. But I was still like, you know, it's probably not a date. Like this could be a hangout still. Yeah, because we have a lot of mutual friends and we've met as friends pretty much. So he comes, picks me up. And he told me the moment he thought it was officially a date was because I was dressed really nice. And he was like, okay, she's cute. It's a date. But for me, I was just like, could be a hangout. This is what I wear normally. (laughs) No, it's funny that he said that because I I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a maroon tank top and jean shorts. (laughs) And he always recalls that moment saying that I was dressed really nice. But for me, I was like- He just thought you were cute. Yeah, I was like, I was casual. (laughs) That's funny. But we go to the restaurant and then we have a nice time. And then he freaking kissed me in the car when he dropped me off. But he says he only kissed me because I wouldn't get out of the car. What? <laughs> Which makes no sense. I'm like, no, you just wanted to kiss me. Did you me. lean in? No. Or... 
No, I was sitting so in the... So he, le- how did he, like, lean I was, like, sitting in the passenger seat, and I was just talking to him, and he claims that I just wouldn't leave the car, so he, like, leaned over and just kissed me, and then I'd get out, and then I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> so, so did you, you didn't expect the kiss? No. So was the kiss the moment that you knew it was date? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what? Also, at the restaurant, he kind of, like, walks me from the car to the restaurant with his hand on my back, and I was like... Ah. It's a date. Okay, see, yeah. if it was hang out, the guy would He would not that. touch me. For me and Brian, after we started dating, I actually asked him, like, what he considered a first date to be, and we had different answers. <laughs> he said he thought our first date was cross-shoot chicken, which is, like, a Korean <laughs> fried chicken place. And I was like, I thought that was a like, hangout. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it was a one-on-one, but I don't know. And I guess we were kind of talking about more personal things in the car on our way there, like more than to someone that you just met. Because mm-hmm. we basically just met at this point. We didn't really know each other that well. So I guess it is hard to define because I didn't realize it was a date until after we actually started dating. Why so. did he consider it a date? Oh, is it because the conversation was Yeah, deep? I think the conversation, we just shared a lot with each other mm-hmm. in the car ride to Convoy, which is only like 20 minutes. I remember him saying, I didn't realize that we were going to get this deep. I think another one is when, if we go out to eat or something, if we're at dinner and he's like fighting for the bill, he wants to drive me around, then I feel like, oh, maybe he thinks it's a date. But usually when I go into it and we pay for ourselves and we're just just hanging out as friends, I don't know, maybe I'm bad at like looking (laughs) at signs or stuff, but I have a lot of friends who talk to me and they're like, oh, you hung out one-on-one with so and so and I'm like I think I thought it was just a hangout I have a lot of guy friends yeah like we're just hanging out but sometimes if I'm going on dates and they're offering to pay and being all courteous and all that stuff that I'm like Chivalry is not dead Joey how does the whole paying thing work in your dating experience so usually I feel like the default is 50-50 like Mm. hey can you Venmo me or they'll offer to Venmo yeah I've come across times where they offer to pay and my instinct being a Korean, I always fight for the bill. Yeah, Yeah, but it only takes me being asked twice to let them pay. Like, I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) But for me, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading in between the lines. You know, if I'm in debate with if this is a first date or not, one of the telltale signs for me is how much they compliment you. Oh, that's a good way. Yeah, you so like words of affirmation. I do, <laughs> or maybe I'm just going on dates with overly flirtatious guys. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever the case may be, I just notice that you know when I'm hanging out with someone and they go out of their way to make a lot of compliments about like you know my appearance or you know how I'm a smooth talker, just pulling this out of my house. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Wait, Joey, I compliment you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I feel like. There are a lot of times I know within the first five minutes that this is going to be the first and last date that I go on with Mm. this person. And I want to ask, do you have that intuition that this isn't going to last when you go on a first date? I think definitely the first five minutes, right? (laughs) When you sit down, or not even sitting down, like when you're waiting for the waiter to (laughs) put you to the seat and then you know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really shallow though? Because at that point, you're only basing your opinion off of looks, maybe that initial chemistry. But I don't know. Like, I feel like people should give more of a chance, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard because you just don't have that initial like attraction and Mm -hmm. interest. That's true. I didn't feel a connection when I met my ex. I actually Mm -hmm. met him two years before we started dating. Mm. And really, it's just in the context of, you know, if you have the expectation that you're going on a date with them versus getting to know them as a friend first and yeah. building that relationship. Mm-hmm. Brian always says, if we met any other way than how we actually met, 
we wouldn't have dated because mm-hmm. after we met, we realized like we had so many mutual friends and our past should have crossed so many times, but it didn't. Ooh. And I was just like, I think you're right. Like, I think we met like in context of school or the internship that we both had. I don't think this would have happened. So that's, that's interesting. Are you a believer of fate? Things being written in the stars? Mm, that's hard. I don't know. I think everything happens for a reason. For sure. But I don't know. I'm always iffy about things. I don't know about fate. What is the difference between fate and everything happens for a reason to you? I feel like fate is like, it's meant to be, it'll happen. And everything happens for a reason. It's like, it's not picture perfect, but there's a reason for it. And like we all learned and grew from yeah, this situation. Exactly. Yeah. Have you guys ever done that where you're just like, wait, so is this a date or what are we doing here? I think I'm kind of shy because I'm like, oh, if I think it's a date and I'm like, oh, is this a date? And he's like, if he thinks it's a hangout, I'm like, oh, I've been reading the wrong <laughs> signs like, here. kind of awkward. I kind of don't like asking that explicitly because mm-hmm. I like the possibilities of where, you know, the hangout or the date can lead to. Right. If it's, you know, initially a hangout, but we actually really hit it off romantically, then it could evolve into a date. Right. Or if you have an inkling of an idea that it's a date, but it doesn't go as well planned that you thought it would have then you can then bump it to a hangout yeah i just it was a friend yeah if you see that person being a good friend then i feel like that hangout or that meetup can evolve into however you see it panning out yeah so that's me also tying back to me having no expectations when i go out with someone so you don't find it necessary or mandatory to define the relationship on the first date Definitely not, because yeah. I feel like really I'm just meeting another individual. I'm getting to know them more, and I feel like the purpose of dating for me is to be more informed about the other person, mm-hmm. so that I can make a decision: is is this someone I want to go on a second quote unquote date with, or is this someone I can see as a good friend? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the fork in the path where the date is the point where it can veer off into either direction, or it can veer off into a ditch where it's like I'm never going to see this person again. <laughs> I agree with that because I've had a few guys try to define the relationship too early on to the point where I really thought we were just friends and they start telling me all these expectations they have or ideas they've thought in their mind and our future together to the point where I'm like, this is the second time I've ever hung out with you. Why are you doing this? Yeah, sounds like he's jumping the gun a wee little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've talked about this in another episode, but... This guy told me straight up, he's Korean, and he said he normally never dates Koreans. He only dates blondes with blue eyes. And he said, if I took you home right now, my mom would be so happy. So that was another big red flag. And you're like, I'm not trying to meet your mom. I'm not like a trophy. Exactly. I mean, I am, but not for you. (laughs) Not for you. Have you guys had an experience where you've had a really bad date? I wouldn't say this was a bad date because the concept of it was really cute. This guy asked me to go to Peter Pan mini golf, which is really big in Austin. And I do not like golfing, but I was like, okay, maybe mini golf could be fun. But I knew, I think 10 minutes in, that it was not ever gonna work out because he was weirdly so competitive. And- With you? Yes. Like he was like, (laughs) we have to keep score. Cause I was like, oh, I've come here a few times and I never actually use a scorecard. And he's like, no, we're using the scorecard. And I was like, okay, I'm competitive too, let's do it. But he was tallying things straight up and he kept telling me you're not holding the club correctly or like your posture's off and like he kept trying to correct me and you know if you're like this the first date you're gonna be like this or worse later on right on yeah what are other signs that you realized going on that date and you're like 
this is this wasn't it. I think when you're just really forcing the conversation and it feels like you're talking to a wall and back to the whole like initial attraction thing, I think that's a big part of it. I feel like the best dates are when each person is contributing to the conversation 50-50. Because mm -hmm. so many times I've been on dates where the guy totally monopolizes the conversation. <laughs> and I press start on a little timer in my head saying, oh my how gosh. long can this guy talk for? And sometimes they can go on and on, yeah. like minutes upon minutes, until like eventually I squeeze in a word after 15 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like if they're not cognizant about how much real estate they're taking up in the conversation, mm -hmm. then I feel like that's a sign that, you know, they're not as in tune with the date. And mm -hmm. that could also be an indicator of, you know, them not being as in tune in relationship. Yeah, no, I definitely see what you mean. And I've been in situations like that too, where the other person is even bigger of a talker than I am. I'm curious, would you rather have someone who is constantly talking, taking over the conversation, or you just prying something out of them and you are basically talking out of your ass just to make the <laughs> conversation go? Prying. Prying, really? really? Oyster shell, yes. That's exhausting. Yeah, that is exhausting. I feel like if I'm on a date with someone, at that point, I would have vetted them pretty well. That's true. Yeah. I would have some basis of interest in them. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're just shy from the get-go. Maybe they're just not as comfortable being yeah. in the dating scene. That's so yeah, I've had really good dates where I'm trying to pry information out of the other person, maybe because they're more shy or whatnot. But I feel like I ask pretty good questions that lead to more fruitful answers. Oh. But what if they're just nervous and over-talkative? Because I feel like that's definitely happened to me sometimes. Yeah. It's like word vomit. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing about first dates is that you really need to take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, of course, if there's any major red flags, like, sis, like, run. Like, <laughs> you know, don't feel obligated to have a second date for the sake of having a second date. But, you know, there's, like, little things and you're kind of like, well, I still kind of like this person. I think it's worth spending more time and kind of seeing where it can go instead of just being, like, no, there was this one thing that I really didn't like, so X. Mm -hmm. Never gonna talk to him again. Totally. I love, love, love when we end a date and as soon as they get home, they text me mm -hmm. about how much of a good time they had. And it yeah. also leaves time to reflect on the date because it's kind of hard for everyone to respond in real time to a date. Sometimes people need more time to reflect and contemplate on what was being said, the interactions that were being had. So I feel like at the end of the day, when, you know, people text, I feel like it's just a good way to like wrap things up, up, wrap things up and also maybe go a layer deeper. Because mm -hmm. one time a guy texted me after the date saying, sorry, I wasn't talking as much. I was really nervous because Aww. you're really cute. And I've never been on a date with a guy as cute as you. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really sweet. Wait. Yeah, it didn't work out, but it was still really sweet. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. And obviously it stayed with you. Yeah, but I'm glad that he clarified that because otherwise I would have just thought that he was overly shy or there's no chemistry but really he was just a little bit more shelled off and not willing to open up the way I wanted him to. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. Exactly. What would be your ideal date? For me it would be one that I don't need to plan at all because typically I am usually the planner so if it's like you pick me up take me where we need to go and even if it was like a super basic situation, as long as it was thoughtful or just a little bit more considerate of maybe I mentioned something one time 
two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like things like that where it's like, okay, oh, you're listening. Like, I appreciate that. My ideal date is one where it's a brand new experience for both me and the person. For example, if it's a park that neither of us have ever been to, then it's a new experience that we can explore together. If it's an experience that I've already lived out like quite a while, then at that point, I feel like I've already lived out that moment a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a really great way to build a new relationship, whether it's a friendship or a potential romantic relationship, is building new experiences that both of you can share together. Like, I think that's really special. Yeah, because then you kind of start associating that person with that place or that moment too. Yeah. As a, like as opposed to if you've already been plenty of times and it's like, oh, I, I brought like four dates here. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> so for me, I like being pleasantly surprised. So again, like everyone else has been saying, maybe not having expectations exactly mm -hmm. always sets it up for a great time. But depending on the person, depending on who it is, <laughs> what it is. But this actually isn't really a date. So I'm in a long distance relationship and my boyfriend, he travels for work. So every Monday he's in a new state and he happened to be in Boston one weekend. And he kept telling me that it wasn't going to work out for him to come visit me that upcoming weekend because work was going to make him work all day on Friday. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I actually decided to kind of work really late on Friday evening and I was hanging out with my coworkers for a while and he kept asking me, what time are you going to be off work? I'm just curious. And I could not pick up the hints, but he was actually waiting in a coffee shop downstairs for like three hours. Oh my and God. I had no idea. And I was like, oh, I'm working really hard right now. We have a pitch on Monday. I, since you're not here, I decided to just work. Aww. And when I finally left three hours later, I started walking to his train and someone grabs me and it was him. And I was like, I fucking hate you. I would have left work. It was kind of scary, but I was like, I would have left work like five hours early if I knew. Yeah. So I think just in general, being surprised by meaningful moments. That's sweet. Mm -hmm. Do you guys like surprises? I do. I feel like Ooh. something about the unknown where you're not expecting something. It feels like the moment is a lot more precious. Like Jojo said, something that you're not expecting, something that comes out of nowhere. And to the point where you were even talking about how when they're listening about certain things and they do stuff out of the ordinary. So they bring snacks that you mentioned or something, even something so simple like that. I like the surprise element because it's, you're kind of like blindsided, but a good blindside. <laughs> yeah, I also love surprises. And I feel like my previous dating strategy has kind of pivoted because before I would vet the guy really hard through text or mm. through Hinge or Tinder, what have you. And as I get to talk to this person more, I paint this picture in my head of what this man is like. And usually that painting is an idealized version of what they actually are. So when I end up meeting them, I feel like six or seven out of 10 times I'm let down because my expectations were so high because I spent yeah. so much time texting them and painting an idealized version of them in my head. But now I'm trying to invest less time actually just go for it and just meet them and see what happens because then I'm more likely to be pleasantly surprised. And if it is kind of a letdown, you know, there's no harm done. I didn't really invest too much time in them from the beginning. So we just talked about a whole lot about dating other people. What do you think it's like for someone else to date you? I feel like I would be a really great person to date. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna say yeah. Hey, they're, both, they're both available. <laughs> we are. I would say what it's like to date me 
And this is speaking from being really in tune with what I want out of a relationship or out of a romantic partner is that you can expect a lot of compassion. I have a really big heart. And so really I'm trying to find someone who has an equal amount of empathy and compassion. I think that's something I look out for and can identify pretty fast is how big of a heart a guy has. And I want someone whose heart matches. (laughs) (laughs) She's bold. And I want... I'm just thinking like the size of the heart, like standing <laughs> from the office. Wait, no, the Grinch. Having a big heart. The Grinch. The Grinch's heart grew bigger. Yeah. So I guess what it's like for a guy to date me is that they can expect a lot of compassion, a lot of effort being put into the date. And I just hope that they're willing to reciprocate. So I'm going to take JoJo's question and twist it a little bit. Oh. Instead of what is it like to date you, what would you say is your toxic trait in a relationship or when oh. you're dating someone? Yeah, shit. Like, toxic tree. Mm. Like, what's something that you're aware of? Your partner is aware of? I want to hear from Jack. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's you know it's hard. Everyone has a toxic trait or two, mm-hmm. and we're all learning and moving past it. But what would you say is yours? So I think a toxic trait that I have is that I may have too high of expectations. Mm-hmm. Just because I find myself to be a little bit of a perfectionist in pretty much everything I do. Like, whether it's making this podcast or whether it's even, like, trying to make an apple cake. I feel like, in my mind, I have this certain image because I really like to visualize things because I'm a very visual person. So I have this certain picture in my mind. And I've slowly started to learn to accept that not everything is going to turn out that way. But it's really hard for me. So I feel like when I'm dating someone, it's hard to level set and be real sometimes. But I have definitely learned to be more real as... I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. It's also the little things matter mm-hmm. so much more. So yeah, I've come to realize that. I would say I agree with that. I feel like I'm a hopeless romantic. So I keep thinking like all these kind of stuff, but then you have to remind yourself like not everyone sees the same thing you are seeing. I realize that I am date to marry, which is now wow. I'm re-looking at it and I am taking a different perspective on I'm really just dating just to date. But beforehand, I got to the point where I was dating around so often that I felt like I don't want to waste my time, nor do I want to wait whoever that I went on a date with. So after three or four dates, I feel like I self-sabotage. And with the dating culture in New York City, there's so many people. I've fallen into the trap where you're constantly on apps, you're constantly meeting new people. You're looking for the next best thing. So you start to realize everyone is also on the same boat. I'm trying to focus on someone and I'm hoping that they're also focusing on me, but it's hard when there's so many different people. It's, what is that thing called? When you have too many options. Analysis paralysis. Yeah. So uh, you have me every day. Yeah. You sure. fall into that trap and you're like, I am, I always want to look for something longer term, but then... It's kind of like, ooh, look at that shiny toy over there. Like, I want to test that out. And then at that point, you spread yourself so thin where I'm going through so many people. I'm cycling through so many people. And I'm like, oh, shit. I took this approach to dating the wrong way. Jojo, Joey, do you two consider yourselves a helpless romantic? Because personally, I don't. So I think it's funny that you said that, Jackie. <laughs> I don't either. Like, I love love, but <laughs> I'm not going to be like... I would not consider myself an extreme romantic. Same. I would say I'm a hopeful romantic. Oh! I love that. Coin that. Because I feel like in my past, like you, Jojo, I feel like in the past I had a lot of high expectations. 
when there were times when guys have met them and times mm. where guys haven't. So I feel like now I'm more on a quest to find someone that can really match my energy. And Jackie, like you said, someone who can reciprocate at the same rate and at the same level as you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, it's kind of off-putting when, you know, you're just flooded with these texts and you don't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the type of person where I really need my space, really just to take care of myself. And I feel like if I can't take care of myself first, mm -hmm. I really can't, you know, tend to a romantic partner. So kind of a mantra in my dating life is that really I come first in terms of everything that I need to get situated and then finding a romantic partner and prioritizing them comes a very close second. What is the best date that you guys have ever planned for someone else? Can this be with a partner? Like a committed partner? Yes. Oh, if I were to plan one? Actually, I want to hear... No, but you plan. Oh. I want to hear both options. Like one for someone maybe first three dates and then one for your romantic partner that has been more long-term. All my dates are basic. Yeah, it's not like I've done and, like crazy. No, and we've been in a relationship for so long. I know, I'm like, like <laughs> watch TV at home like four years ago. <laughs> but like for your anniversary dates and stuff, do you guys go what what is your special factor that you guys add on to it if you do any? We go on a vacation. Yes, mm. I love like, that. Actually, this was not for our anniversary, but we were so tired of work. We planned to go to an island because we wanted that whole relaxing beach vacation, but we also aren't the type to just sit and like lay out and tan. <laughs> so we were like, okay, where can we go ziplining and hiking and do crazy things? We chose St. Lucia. I highly recommend that island once coronavirus is over and we can start traveling because it is seriously one of the most beautiful places ever and it's not as overhyped as like the Bahamas or something. Yeah, for me and Brian, well, we've only had two anniversaries and one of them was like right before COVID. I actually don't think we did anything this year, but for our first year anniversary, it was around Broadway week. And Brian got us tickets to watch Chicago the musical, and mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite movies of all time. The musical was slightly disappointing, but you know what? It's that's fine. The idea and everything was really thoughtful. But I don't know. I feel like Brian and I don't really do extravagant big dates. Like our relationship, I think, is very low key. But that's kind of how we like it. Yeah, I don't know because or in my last relationship, it was mostly long distance. So it was harder for us to like constantly go on dates. It would be, oh, you're visiting. So like, let's try to go out and do this and try that. So I don't know. I would say that it's just been very like low key in general. Is it what you're doing that makes a date or is it the person? Mm -hmm. I guess we've kind of answered our own question. It should be the person and not what we're doing. Like, even if we're doing the most basic shit at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it's, it's like, fun. yeah, like yeah, it was so fun. Like I enjoyed myself and I want to hang out with you again. Mm -hmm. For me, I find doing very thoughtful little things makes the most impact. So I think on the second date with Nick, I told him, I'm going to plan a whole picnic. Why don't we go to Zilker Park in Austin? And it's like the cutest park ever with a bunch of dogs. And we both love dogs. So we're, I was like, let's go watch the dogs. And I'm going to make all the food and everything. You don't have to worry. So my friend had just done this exact date with her mm -hmm. boyfriend the weekend before. So I got major inspiration from her. Yeah. And I made actually like most of the same food she did because it was very simple. But I made steak arugula sandwiches. Wow. Ooh, can I you made, make some for us? Yeah. yeah. I made mashed potatoes from scratch. Don't remember what else I made, but I remember it was bomb and he still references it being like, that was when I knew that you were like 
in. <laughs> she was the real one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And that was the second date. So this was after yeah. that date where he kissed you goodbye in the car. Yeah. I think because in my mind he had paid for dinner on our first date. So for me, I wanted to return the favor by making him something really nice. I think the best type of date that I like to plan are picnic dates. I think there's just something about going to a park and picnicking, whether it's Central Park, Prospect Park, mm-hmm. or Mission Dolores Park in San Francisco, just being around other people. I like that type of energy. And it also puts pressure off of you because there's a lot going on in your surrounding. And I've recently nailed the art of making a charcuterie board. Ooh. You have not made us one. Oh my god. Well, I'm not trying to date you, Jojo. So. <laughs> He's not trying to impress us. That's only yeah. a luxury my partner will benefit from. Okay, well, but, anyone's yeah. listening and wants to try this charcuterie board, <laughs> get her boy up. Did you bring matcha lattes, too? Not matcha lattes, but their beverage of choice. Why do you say beverage? <laughs> so formal. Their soft drink or beverage enough. of choice. Not matcha lattes, but their drink of choice, whether that's a beer or a really nice spritzer that they like. Just keeping that in mind for the next time that you go out with them, it's a really nice little detail that they will for sure appreciate. So So you try to prep like every single element where they don't even have to like lift a finger pretty much. Yeah, if I'm trying to impress them, meaning that this is probably the third or fourth date, Mm -hmm. at that point, I'm a very meticulous planner. Like, I will plan everything down to the 30-minute mark. I'm the same. Yeah, just things to do, a plan B, if things don't go right the first time. I just want to make sure that I'm well-equipped to make sure that the other person is having an amazing time. Wow. I will, like, over-prep. Bring speakers, a blanket, a charger, snacks. I do this even on our regular trips, but to even bring it on extra dates, like making sure that everything is planned, that nothing is forgotten, and making sure that like it is something that they like, that you can hint at, oh, you, you mentioned you like these snacks. Look at everything else that I've prepared that either is that snack or something similar. Jackie, I feel like if I were straight, you would be dating right now. I date you, Jerry, too. Uh, you're sweeping me off my feet metaphorically. Me and Joey cook together all the time. We're like, woo. In another life, girl. In another life. In a parallel universe. Wait, I'll still take a charcuterie board. For you, I will look something up. Oh my god. I will look something up. Maybe it's been too long since Jojo and I dated, but as Jackie was just talking, we looked at each other and we were like, no. We're like... We can just chill in our underwear and watch movies with our partners. So for April and Jojo, is there any part of you that wants or misses going on first dates? Oh yeah, I love small talk. I love getting to know people for the first time and just meeting people. I'm making faces as she says this because I'm completely honest. (laughs) No, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Even when I was in dating apps, I probably met up with one or two more people than I should have just because I was like, fuck it, I'm bored. Let's just like, hang out between class or grab lunch. To me, it's like not a big deal. I don't go into these quote unquote first dates expecting anything. It's mm-hmm. never super crazy. I don't want it to last for like four or five hours. It's definitely, that's me. If we're cool, let's become friends. If you're not like, peace out. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had a really bad date, but you were like, you know what? I'll give this guy another chance. And then you go on a second date or whatever, then you're like, I'm glad this all worked out and it ended up being a really nice thing. Yes, my first ex, actually. I feel like we ended our first date. I feel like we hit it off decently, but I was going to school in San Diego and he was in Long Beach. So it was kind of a drive. It was an hour and a half. 
But the thing that made me stay and go for the second date is that he put in a hundred percent effort to text me, talk to me, and make sure that you know we're keeping in contact. And that's what I find. That's what I want to. That's what I'm looking for in a partner is that they're really putting in the effort and meeting me halfway. I feel like that's so important. And had he not done that, I wouldn't have given him the second chance mm-hmm. that ended up to our relationship. So that's a really good point, actually. So now I'm wondering for Jackie and Jojo, at what points of dating this person do you finally realize, oh, I actually want to get into an official relationship with this person or pursue things further than just that initial get to know you phase or to get past that, I mean. I think when they start to become the only one or like the only person that you want to share these small little stuff with, because say like dating in general, you're talking to multiple people, but not until you're like, I only want to share these stories with this one person. Like the conversation is still constantly going and it feels as if it's something new. So for me, it becomes more than just casual and a little more serious. Once I start realizing, oh, certain moments would be better with that person. And I'm not saying like I'm codependent or something. <laughs> I would say I'm a very independent person, but it's just like when you're watching a really funny movie and you're like, oh, they would really like this as well. Or when you are getting dinner somewhere and you think, oh, I'd love to take them here. And they're just always kind of top of mind, I think is the moment for me when I realize. This one, I guess for Joey, for dates that you've been on multiple times, like you're hitting four to five dates, at what point is it like, do I keep going further or should I tell them now I'm not interested? Or do you kind of just be like, oh, I'll get back to you later. Let's plan something in the near future and kind of leave that hanging. See, I hope you weren't going to ask me this because I'm kind of the worst at that. I'm really setting the boundaries of, you know, what we are, DTR, Mm -hmm. defining the relationship. And for me, I think I'm hesitant about defining the relationship or the status of things because oftentimes I'm pretty confused about where things stand because Mm -hmm. It's not always clear cut about where things are headed. I feel like things often take a turn. And what I mean by that is when you're dating someone, I feel like I'm always weighing the pros and cons in an endless cycle where I'm seeing all the pros and I'm counting them with all the cons. And that just makes me a bit hesitant about advancing things further, Mm -hmm. but also makes me hesitant about cutting things off. So I feel like oftentimes I'm in dating limbo where I'm not... I feel like I'm in dating limbo oftentimes because I don't want things to end, but I really don't know or see things progressing any further. So it's a work in progress for me. I feel like I can do a better job with making things more definitive for the other person so they're not wasting their time. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if they're not bringing it up, then it's kind of who's at fault. Yeah, you're right. It's like if you end it too soon, then you never know what will be. But if you don't end it, then it is that limbo period that, you know, what is this? It can be more, can it not be more? Right. And even though defining the relationship is a thing I tend to dodge, I always try to communicate as much as possible on every other front about how they make me feel at any point in time, and also where I see things headed in a very ambiguous way. Would you say you were the same way even in college when you were dating? Or do you think that's after you've matured a bit? I think I was in a relationship for two and a half out of the four years I've been in college. So I would say like maybe my freshman, sophomore year, 
I kind of serial dated around. And so I never really got to a point where I got that far into a relationship with any one person that I've dated. But I feel like with the two exes that I have, you know, been in serious relationships with, I feel like it was easy for me to take a stance on those two people because I had such strong feelings. So sometimes it's intuitive and I feel inclined to be forthright because the person means so much to me. Mm. I feel like it's harder when I don't know how I feel about a person. Yeah. I ask because, you know, April and I dated throughout college and have been in long-term relationships as young adults. So it's just very interesting to imagine if I would be as mature as you guys if I were to date now. But I think the answer is yes, because I think in my relationship, I consider myself to be somewhat mature. I'm sure if Nick is listening to this, he'll probably disagree. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm more mature than I was in college. Yeah. As time moves forward, we're only being better versions of ourselves. And that also entails our dating lives. Mm-hmm. And so would you say that you're a better girlfriend than you were a year ago? I think so, because it's less about me and it's more about us. Mm. Love that for you. <laughs> Love that for me. And on top of that, you start to realize what you like, what you don't like, what you're looking for, something longer term, whether you're in a relationship or just dating around, you, you get to know yourself and you get to know what is right for me. You start to have higher standards for yourself. You start to put yourself, you, you're not putting someone else on a pedestal anymore. You're on that fucking pedestal. So you're finally growing and you're being a lot mature on what choices am I picking? What do I want in the future? And what do I want to do? Yes, girl. I love that. So today you've heard about the good, the bad, and the ugly from four different perspectives. We hope you gain some insight wherever you are in your dating life. And And even if you did it, I hope you have fun. And now we're transitioning to our segment called Takeout Time, where we ask each other rapid fire questions. So first up, where is your go-to date spot in New York City? I can guess that Joey's is going to be Prospect Park or Central Park, because he probably said it like five times each this episode. Yep. I'm going to say Prospect Park for Joey. How are you going to say for yourself? Funny you say that, because I've never actually taken a date to Prospect Park, but mm. I would love to one day. Because saving it. It. For the I'm, saving it. I'm saving it for the one. There's a place that we went to that I really like in Lower East Side. It's called Reception Bar that has Korean inspired cafes. I'm in love with that place. The drinks are so good. And I feel like when the time is right, it would be that spot. That so place is really that place is really fucking cute. Okay, but it's like what, 20 bucks a cocktail? <laughs> yeah, but it was so fucking cute. The money doesn't matter if you have a good time. Yeah, where do you guys go? When Nick comes or Brian's like, hey, let's go out somewhere. We actually liked to get Lomo Saltado from down the street. Ooh. And then we go home and watch a movie. Yep. That's my <laughs> ideal New York All right, next question. In How I Met Your Mother, there's this thing called the Olive Theory. And the hallmark of any good relationship is one person loves olives. And they will eat the olives of the person who hates olives. So for you guys, what's the status of the Olive Theory with you and your boyfriend? I hate olives, and Brian will eat them. Wow. Match made in heaven. I actually don't know if Nick likes olives. Call him right now and ask. But I love olives. Does it matter that I've converted him to, like, certain veggies more? Like mushrooms and onions? Olives are specific. No, though, right? it has to be specific. It's I'm like legit going to text you either right like now. the olives or you don't. Okay, call him right now. This is going to be a live takeout time with Nick. 
Nicholas. Nicholas, do you like olives? <laughs> <laughs> so in real time, Nick just answered, yes, J-E-S. <laughs> okay, actually. <laughs> so I don't know if I believe in the theory. Okay, Who well, knows? I guess the relationship's not working out. <laughs> well, in the episode, in the episode, I think either Marshall or Lily lied about hating olives. They did. So they both love olives and they're actually the cutest couple on TV, so... Marsh Marshmallow and Lily Pad. So we have also said in another episode that dating in a different borough feels like a long distance relationship. Which borough is one that you would just would not date someone in? It's super easy, Staten Island. That's just too far. <laughs> That's not a borough. Staten Island is a borough. Are you sure? Yes, it's Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Bronx, and Staten Island. Oh, I didn't know that. Ma'am, Judge is not even sure. It's like you never hear about Sun Island. That's no, exactly. Sand. That's why I'm like, are you sure? And no hate to Sun Island. I'm sure it's a lovely place. I do want to visit one day. You know what makes me think of Sun Island? How to lose a guy in ten days. You know, <laughs> she's she, right. You know how she goes to his. I, I know. I know. But you know how she goes to like is it Matthew McConaughey's family's house in Sun Island? I wish I could say Jersey. <laughs> It's not even a borough. <laughs> I know, but you're the one who asked the question. I know, but Jersey. I just think of Jersey, and I'm like. Oof, even across the bridge, I'm like, damn, that is far. There's but also a reason why it's called the armpit of New York. Oh, oh my god, who calls it that? Everyone. Really? I've never heard that. <laughs> a lot of my coworkers. That's so mean, I love it. On average, how long does it take for you to be official? I would say, like, two months? Two, three months? From the first date? Or from when you're talking. There's a rule where if they were just in a long-term relationship, you're supposed to take that relationship of time and divide it by two, I think. I've heard that before. I would say two, three months. I agree. That's so soon. Minimum. Mine have been eight to 12 months. Oh my god. You've oh, wow. dated someone for a year before you've committed? Yes. You play with people. You're on limbo for... No, I'm just a well-informed decision maker, okay? Like, <laughs> I need to make sure that I have all the facts and that, like... For sure, 100%. Maybe I just don't take relationships as seriously, which could be a good and bad thing. Maybe I do. Yeah. I think you're too serious and then April's not serious enough. Okay, you also said two, three months. Yeah. (laughs) I would say a year. Wait, are you date to marry? Yes or no? Yes. No. No. Interesting. I saw this one tweet where it's like, why is everyone dating to marry? Why can't you just enjoy the person for who they are in the moment? Because I'm not trying to get married anytime soon. Personal preference. How many dates does it take to get it in? For me, it's not about the number of dates. It's about how I feel about the person. I feel like I do need to have that kind of emotional connection before I can have that physical connection. And also, I'm just like weary of people. I'm like, I don't know where your dick has been. I just met you. What was the question? How many times do you take to fuck someone? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I would say one to four dates. Okay. It really depends on the chemistry. I would totally. never sleep with someone on the first date. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you neither? Oh, really? So I'm just the village whore. <laughs> I have fallen in the trap. What well, I was okay. She's I'm not fall, a She's fallen. She's on fallen from grace. I this story into the old me. I fell onto the dick. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast yeah. and then she says something like that they hook up with guys on the first date or something. She's like, I need to 
coolant. Yeah, she's like, I need coolant. I and I remember listening to that, and I was like, I think when you hook up on the first date, it's it's harder to determine, like, is this just friends with benefits, or is this just, like, something longer term? See, that was kind of me and Brian. Remember how I told you guys at Florals? I honestly was kind of down. And it, when I told him that much later after we started dating, he was just like, if we did anything that, that night we probably wouldn't have started dating like how we are now. But he was like, I respect you and I wanted something more serious, so I didn't. Wow, Brian. <laughs> I feel like it's also kind of hard because after, say, like four dates or something and they if they don't make a move, I'm like, is this just a hangout now, you know? Like, what is going yeah. on? So at least maybe not hooking up on the first date, but at least showing that mutual interest within each other before. Yeah, I feel like in today's day and age, the quintessential third date rule is so not applicable now. Because three three dates. Are you saying that's too little or is that too much? It could be too much. It could I be too little. much. It could be too little, I feel. Because mm. people hook up pretty fast these days. That's true. Especially as we get older. Thank you so, so much for listening if you've made it this far. We really appreciate all the support and would also love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Asian Glow Up Pod to stay updated. We also post a new episode every single Tuesday. We'll see you next week.